This episode of the Red and White Podcast is brought to you by Nick Overcash at Prime Lending. If you're in the market for a new home, building a home in a construction loan, or just refinancing, do yourself a favor and reach out to Nick. If you're just now starting to think about your options, talk to Nick. He's got the experience to get you the best solution for your situation. Everybody's situation is unique and you need that experience. He's a PAC fan and we have to support our own. And speaking of, if you mention this podcast, he'll support you by offering you $500 off your closing costs. That's a win for you. That's a win for Nick. That's a win for the podcast. So check out nickovercash.com or call him at 919-854-4457. You can ask him financial questions or just talk to him about Wolfpack football. Either way, he'll be just as happy to talk to you. All right, folks, we're back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. As always, I am your host, Evan, here with my lovely co-host, Dustin. Dustin, happy Halloween, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I always say I'm living the dream, but uh, after Saturday, I think it's more a nightmare. So. Oh, speaking of nightmare, Naheem Hines got hurt first part of the game. We'll get into that, but I have to say happy Halloween to everybody. Uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed, but I, I have to give myself a little shout out here. I'm pretty proud of my Trumpkin. <laughs> I tried to get Donald Trump to retweet my Trumpkin, but he did not. If you haven't seen it, go check it check it out. I, I'm pretty happy with my uh, Donald Trump pumpkin that's currently sitting at the end of my driveway, letting my neighbors enjoy. It's huge, but he's huge. It's the best pumpkin, <laughs> the, the best Trumpkin, the best, only the best. Sad, very um, sad. Yes, <laughs> yes, sad. Speaking of sad, uh, I'm gonna go in on. Uh, some comments that last week I was ripping on Notre Dame fans for being Notre Dame fans basically. And for being that super fan that we don't typically uh, acknowledge. We, we see them a lot around here with Carolina just because most Carolina fans didn't go to Carolina. And I think that's a similar perspective for Notre Dame, but I was going to retract my statement from last week where I ripped on them because of my Gator Bowl experience where they are a bunch of assholes to us because no joke, 90% of the people who I talked to that went to Notre Dame this weekend for the state game said the Notre Dame fans were awesome. And I was, I was prepared to come on here and say, man, I take it back. Everybody who was there and the people that actually go to those games are, you know, they gave rave reviews about everybody at Notre Dame. But I got on Twitter this morning and I got a, Got a tweet from ND One Superfan. No, oh, it says enough. And he says, "Can't wait to can't wait to hear episode fifty nine. Whining and excuses was this hashtag." Now, this is exactly the type of fan that we saw at the Gator Bowl. This is exactly the kind of fan that probably didn't go to Notre Dame. He probably just grew up watching Notre Dame because they were good at one point in his life. And it's on NBC, and that's free. So. Yeah, that's right. And everybody gets to watch their own nation that's on NBC. <laughs> so there's two set two categories of fans. I'm going to talk to this guy, super fan, and then the Notre Dame fans that were actually at the game that, that, that the state fans gave real rave reviews about. So thank you, Notre Dame fans in South Bend. Appreciate the hospitality. You know, bite me, super fans. Uh, I just have no interest in, in dealing with people like that. It's, it's really frustrating. Just when I was getting ready to come retract my statement, this, this guy comes in here and, you know, just proves me right, basically. Anyway, on to the game. I have to get I had to get that out there. Nobody likes those arrogant fans. What happened, Dustin? G- give me the lowdown. What happened with, with the game? Um. Well, I think, one, I think Notre Dame's really good. Um, yeah. They're better than I thought they were. We got beat. That that's all there is to it. Um, losing Hines sucked, but I don't think he's a a three score difference in that game. Uh, I was quite upset with some of the offensive play calling, but um, we can talk about that in a little bit. We we got outplayed. That's all there is to it. We did get outplayed. I, I will disagree that I, I think Hines is a difference maker on all. All facets, because you know he does special teams. He's running back. He catches everything. He and I think when he went out, he is really our speed. I don't think we have much speed on offense 
outside of Hines, and we didn't really know what to do when he went down. And I'm not sure if he could have come back because I think he came back and, and blocked. Maybe he just wasn't right, and they just they'd rather have him healthy for the Car- for the Carolina game for the Clemson game because that game's real really more meaningful. But I don't. I just don't think we have that depth of speed that we need. And you, you lose somebody like Hans, where we were, we've been obviously game planning around. And yeah, you know, I think he's one of the best backs in the ACC. You, you lose that, and you have you know Jalen Samuels and Reggie Glass, who while they're great players in their own right, they're not that speed guy. They're not. They're they're just a different kind of rusher. And I think we needed that speed to to compete there. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't believe we were going to out-push Notre Dame, so to speak. Notre Dame's big. They're they're physical on both lines. And I think that really hurt us. It really wore us down offensively. I agree with that. I just – I can't see him being a 21-point difference. It would have been closer. The game, well, the game would have gone a lot smoother. But I think it's um, – you have to be able to overcome somebody going down. And then it's a, you, you say we don't have any more speed. Well, then that's a program issue, you know, um, that, yeah, and, I just don't think we're there yet. I just don't think we're on that level. No. And I, I also had a big problem with Jalen Samuels taking like a primary back role more than Glaspie. I'd rather put Glaspie in there for, you know, first and second. If you need a short, short rush, put Jay same in, but he's not a, a running back. I get he's a playmaker, but I don't think he's the solution to that problem. I agree. Uh, one of the biggest, I guess, faults in that game for me was Coach Drink. I, I thought he was awful. Yep. Not just the play calling, but how they adjusted. And like you said, I think if you put – you're putting Jalen Samuels back there because – they were struggling to find ways to get the ball in his hands, and that was the easiest way. And I, I just don't agree with that. I think Gillespie's a better pure running back. Sure, he needs a little bit of more of a hole, but I think I don't know. I just I didn't agree with it. I thought they were they didn't use Jalen Samuels like they should have. No, it was wrong. I like the, I thought they should have. They didn't get him as involved, especially when Hines went down. Yeah. And there again, I understand that, you know, the game plan got messed up, but that doesn't mean that you have to call a completely shitty game after that either. I just. Yeah, you have to adjust. That's why you get paid that money. You got to adjust in those situations. And I I was really disappointed. I've given a lot of leeway to to drink when you know, you've been a little bit more critical of him this year and just, you know, since he's arrived basically, but I, I just thought he was, he showed his inexperience in this game and got out coached by more experienced coaches. And I was, I was really disappointed in that. I just, I, I feel like I keep coming back to that, but that's the only way to really describe it. Especially with that, like the fourth and one play call. That was atrocious. I mean, dude. you don't call the, an off tackle. I forgot what it was. It was like a off tackle right or some shit. And you know, they gave it to Glassy, which is fine, but it just got blown up from the from the get go. It's too slow to develop. I mean run the J Sam sweep play or or, or Roll Finley you know, out. Give him a something shot. else. I don't understand. Roll Finley out, exactly. Or line up quick and go for the you know, had the Finley sneak, which worked the first time. I, I didn't get it. I thought it was a, a terrible play call. And I, I really think that was the momentum changer. Absolutely. I think you score there and it's a completely different game. There's a completely different mentality. And we said in the podcast last week, Josh Adams was going to get his, I said he's going to get about 150 yards. He got 200 yards. It's one big run difference. The reason was, I think it's that they just wore the defense down. We couldn't get off the field and then defense, you know, when we can't score, you know, your defense doesn't get a chance to get a break. And you pile on the defensive line injuries that happened early on. It was just a recipe for disaster. It was, it was not good. So I, I was just I was disappointed, mostly in the offense. I put this one completely on the offense. I didn't think Finley was good either, to be honest. Yeah, but I think I'll attribute a good bit of that to the game plan itself. I mean, it's hard to get into a rhythm yeah. when you're just – you have a shitty offensive scheme for the game. I, I – 
I, I was really pissed off. I mean, really pissed off. You know, I've I was I've been rough on drink, but I I even said I think it was last week how I've like the offense has evolved, and I've been pleased. Mm-hmm. But that shit was gone. Right. I mean, I I understand the player went down, but there's no excuse for half of that shit on Saturday. Um, I'm not going to keep harping on it. Everybody knows my feelings. I don't think Matt Canada would have done that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, Nate Irving was tweeting during the game, and, and so was I, and we both said at the same time, there's, their corners were too aggressive. You know, it's, it's right for a double move. And the very next play, they did double move, and Harmon got 40 yards, or Steph Lewis got 40 yards on the field, whatever it was. But that was there all game because those Notre Dame corners were, were up pressing and we weren't aggressive enough. And I just – I guess really, you know, probably the reason why you're pissed and why I'm pissed is because I think we're better than that. I think we're, we're good enough to compete with them. I still say Notre Dame's a good team, but I think we, we didn't show up well like we needed to. We didn't compete like we needed to. We, we were outclassed and outcoached there. And, that, and that's what's the disappointing part. I don't think we were out talented. I don't think there was anything else. I don't know. I, th- I think we there, there's a talent differential, but there's going to be and yeah. teams like like Notre Dame are always going to have somewhat of a talent advantage, mm-hmm. but better teams find ways to beat that. So that's the next. It, yeah, that, it's exactly that's big boy what, football, and we got to figure out how to get there. You're right, and that's what we've been saying ever since uh, probably day one and. In Doran's tenure, even back in Tom O'Brien's tenure, is that we're we're gonna have good talent, right? We have good talent, but you're not gonna have elite level talent. Not yet, not instantly. It takes a long time to build. And so in the meantime, you have to win those games by elite level coaching. And I don't think we got that out of drink. I was really upset no. with that one. I was really disappointed. But moving on, I want to mention a couple other things that people are talking about. Gotta mention uh, at some point, Steve Logan's quote, I'm just going to paraphrase, Zebras aren't going to let NC State go into Notre Dame and win. And you could see that on the field, right? I'm not going to say that the rest were excused, but it was definitely unbalanced, whether that's being, us being undisciplined or them getting all the calls. Doran was obviously pissed about it after the game. He said, I, you know, I can't comment because unless you want to pay my fine. Right. And that's the right it's the right move for a coach to take in that situation. You don't want to distract or detract from your team's effort and blame it on the refs, but they're awful. I mean, it was I was talking to a Notre Dame fan during the game and he she was like, Yeah, you know, these refs are awful. And I was like, Yeah, they are. It's like it's going both ways. It's like, dude, it's eleven to one penalties. He's like, Oh, <laughs> it feels it feels different. It's like, come on, man. Like, it feels different. It's 11 to 1. And some of those calls they made were just just ridiculous. And the one that were probably bugging me the most and was probably one of the most important was the ineligible receiver downfield on Jerome Prescott. Now, the play, if you don't remember, was – I don't even know if it was a three-step drop. It was a quick drop and a, a quick snap. Finley got the ball out super early, completed the first down. And they called it back. I, I don't know how Prescott had enough time to get downfield for them to throw that flag. It was right. terrible. And that was one of those momentum changers, too. The other one was Alston's interception in the red zone. And they called a defensive holding on it. I mean, it was questionable at best. So I, the refs weren't great. We didn't play great, so it can't really be our excuse. We need to play better if you're gonna they're gonna hang your hat on. Hey, the refs screwed us. Yeah, they weren't great, but the pack didn't play well either. So that's that's disappointing. No, I'm I'm tired of using officiating as an excuse. I mean, yeah, that's um, we lost by 21 points. That that's not officiating. Right. So yeah, um, the thing I've heard my father-in-law say is, don't let the games be close enough for officials to make a difference. Exactly. Well, that we can't use that. We we got we got beat Saturday. So, yeah. um, would I have preferred different calls? Yeah, but would it have won the game? Absolutely not. So, it is what it is. Right, and, and that's it. I think when it comes down to it, I think the offense let us down because they they couldn't score. 
I think that was really disappointing, and that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And defensively, you know, people are going to look at it and say, oh, you know, Notre Dame rushed for 300 yards. The defense line was bad. They weren't bad. They had over 10 tackles for a loss, several sacks. I don't know what the numbers were. The linebackers played bad, and the safeties played bad. Those big runs, the defensive line is not making those tackles. Your your back seven is making those tackles. And they weren't making those tackles. So Josh Adams is running free, and they're out of position. I don't know how many times Arius Moore was out of position, took the wrong gap, and Josh Adams went the other way. Or, uh, you know, it just it ripped off 10, 20 yards. And that's just not a way – that's just not a – recipe for success I, I was really disappointed in the linebackers other than you know Fernandez had a lot of tackles and Pratt played well but I don't think either one of them got enough of the snaps uh, I thought they were as a group not great and the safeties I thought were bad too I th- just they just showed their inexperience we knew that was going to be the case coming in though I mean that's pretty much been the worry all year uh, it doesn't usually show up in the running game like it does or did Saturday, but I mean, that's the weak part of the defense. So uh, Notre Dame's got, they've got a good offense. It's, it's almost one dimensional, but if it, it's a damn tough dimension to stop. So that, yeah, I give it credit. Notre Dame is a really good team, you, you know, previewing our top four. Notre Dame's in my top four. Yeah. Uh, they, they really impressed me. Their offensive line was fantastic. Winbush was better than I thought he was going to be. He didn't have to do too much, but he did enough to win. He made some good throws. Didn't make any mistakes, which I thought was important. So give credit to Notre Dame. They're a really good team. And State didn't play well. They didn't coach well. And we had some injuries. It's just a bad combination for it. In the end, it doesn't matter. It would have been nice to win, nice exposure. The, the game that matters is this week. Is this Saturday with Clemson coming to town. You agree? I do, and I mean, looking forward to Clemson. We there's. I, I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about, but I feel like you could just go back to last season and listen to our episode then. And it's Clemson doesn't change. Um, we don't need to break them down heavily. We know what they are. They're they're the same Clemson as always. Um, they're good on both sides of the ball. My quarterback might be a little more mobile this year, but. Uh, we know what we're going to get. And I was, I was thinking about last year and it feels kind of like, I don't know if it's familiarity with, you know, playing them every year, but I feel like the Clemson game last year was one of the best coach games we've had. And, you know, we lost on the field goal, whatever it happens, I guess. But I, I, I don't think it's going to, come down to talent or coaching in this one. I feel like we'll, we'll have a game plan that can face them. I think it's just going to come down to making plays. Um, we're not going to get outmatched. We're not going to get outcoached. We just got to go out and do what we should do. And I think we have a really good shot. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that, like you said, with the familiarity with Clemson, and I've said this for a long time, Clemson and NC State are, are familiar in a lot of ways, just across the board, not just football, just, Across the board, they're, they're very similar schools. And they were in very similar positions for a long time. Clemson was a very 8-4 and four team you know, every year. They wanted to get to the Peach Bowl. That was their goal. And, and Dabo's elevated that. And I think that plays into us playing well against them. I mean, we had them beat a couple of years ago in Raleigh. You know, I, I think there's there is that level of familiarity with them and, and every, our guys know it is a big game and you know I think what I expect to see with Clemson is Bryant us trying to make Bryant throw more we don't want him to run like you said he's more mobile than Deshaun Watson it's probably because he's not as good a thrower as Deshaun Watson the problem comes in in my opinion is that their receivers are big and fast every year and that does not play well with our secondary. So if he gets enough time, those receivers are going to get behind us and get deep, and they can score in a hurry. And right. I don't like that at all. I think that's a really bad matchup for us. I don't think they rush the ball particularly well outside of Bryant. I mean, they're okay. 
the biggest matchup for us, I think, is the Clemson wide receivers and our defensive backs. Yeah, and that's the same. I mean, that was kind of how it was last year, too. And and they showed up for that game. So it's got to be – I mean, last week was big, but this is the biggest game any of those guys have played in when you look at what's at stake here. Yes. So, um, I mean, this is this is as big as – this is what they've been building towards since Doran got there is a, a shot at the conference. So um, you either show up and play and put yourself in a spot to win or you get punched in the mouth when you come out. It's going to be one or the other. So – my concern would be we can't have a similar reaction to after the Clemson game last year when we went to Louisville and came out flat and uninspired and got whipped. Like, that's a real possibility here. I don't think this is the same team. I think this team has learned and they'll come out ready to play. But that would be my concern mentally is are they prepared after that letdown of Notre Dame? Can the coaches get them – back focused and saying, Hey guys, you're better than this play better than this. And you have a chance to beat Clemson. Yeah. You, you still have a chance to go win the ACC. I feel like, uh, they have to gain something from getting spanked like they did at Louisville last year. And you have to try and get something out of every game. And that should be the lesson for them now is that you got to get over that shit. As soon as the game's over, you know, that's done. You move on. And we didn't do that last year. I, I I blame the coach for that. And I don't think that'll be a problem this year. I think if we lose, we just lose. It's not because Notre Dame beat us twice. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that's that's probably the best guess and best you know thought there. I think we're we're smart enough and experienced enough to to rebound. But it's still, you know, one of those middling thoughts in the back of my head. Right. Yeah. I you know, the defense is going to be good. We'll see what the offensive game plan is. Clemson, I was watching Clemson last week versus Georgia Tech, and that was in the rain. And they basically shut down Georgia Tech's option because they were they put that press man up on the corner, so the corners are going to be in your face. And they're disciplined like crazy. I mean, they know they're, they're never out of position. So you have to beat them. You have to beat them with scheme, and you have to beat them out of, you know, with just better athletes which is going to be tough. Their defense is – I think their defense this year might be better than last year. Yeah, that's fair. And so it's going to be a challenge. It'll be interesting to see how the offense performs. I think it's a better matchup for us than Notre Dame was. I think so too. It's a better matchup, and then it goes back to – um, this is the same – like I was saying earlier, this is the same kind of Clemson team that we played last year and played the year before. Notre Dame was a completely different team than we played last year. So uh, I think we go into it automatically with a better shot because we we know what to – we've played against it before. We knew what to expect from Notre Dame, but we hadn't played against it. So, uh, I, I you know, we'll see. But I, I feel – I was confident about the Notre Dame game until Friday. And uh, yeah, then just Louisville and Florida State kind of put a lot of doubt in my head. But uh, – I feel better about this than I did Notre Dame for sure. Yeah, you texted me that on Friday. And it's like, man, I feel the same way. I'm watching Florida State get whipped by BC and then Louisville getting beat down by Wake. And I was like, oh man, this is not good. Yeah, that this is this is gonna this is setting us up here. Yeah, this is a bit of an eye opener. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I've I'm going away from picking winners. I feel okay about this game. I feel like it's a better matchup. Clemson's defense is still really good, so that, that's my that's my takeaway. Do you want to pick a winner? Or are you gonna punt like I? Uh, I got Clemson winning close. Uh, I'd love to see us win, but um, the conference is depending on Clemson, so uh, I, I expect them to win. <laughs> Perfect lead into our into our questions, uh, but yeah, it one of the several things been going around is. What is the ACC going to – how are they going to get their hands into this game given the amount of money that is on the line for Clemson and for the league? And, they, you know, they need Clemson to win. Yeah. Now, I'll get into it. I'll get into it a little bit later, but let's take a quick break, put our ad in here so we can get going. 
picture this. Your buddy's a Falcons fan. You're a Panthers fan. You go to trashtalktext.com and once a day for two weeks at a random time, he gets a text reminding him the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. That's quality entertainment. Check out trashtalktext.com and send your friends anonymous trash talk about their favorite team. As always, if you're interested in learning more about sponsoring the podcast or our sponsors themselves, check out redandwhitepodcast.com slash sponsors. All right, folks, that was Millie Vaughn, Vaughn Millie Productions, uh, NC State grad, making beats. Check him out on soundcloud.com slash Vaughn Millie Productions. We'll tweet out a couple of links to him. He, he's done some some sound for the football videos and just some good beats overall. I, I like it, and I wanted to give him some give him some love. So y'all check out, his, check out his work. All right, Dustin, on to this week's questions of the week from the fans. And here's the first one for you. Patrick Kearney says, home cooking or South Bend? Home cooking in South Bend or nah? I mean, I, I didn't agree with the, fish, the officiating, but I don't think when those officials step foot on the field, they're like, you know what? Notre Dame's going to – we're going to make Notre Dame win today. I, I don't think it was necessarily that. Um, there, there again, there were some bad calls, but it doesn't change the outcome of the game. So, Right. I don't remember who mentioned it a while ago. Some coach on the on TV or on the radio said they know what the outcome's supposed to be, and so maybe that subconsciously leans the one direction. I could see that. You know, yeah. Hey, I should make this call. You know, I, I don't think it's important or on purpose, which leads into the next question, which I, I need to address. <laughs> it says Swafford going to have a hand in Raleigh this weekend. Need that college football playoff money. Charlie Young, seventy three. Now, Charlie, I, I agree with you, and I fully expect it again because I think they're going to – you know, this Clemson's better than NC State. Clemson doesn't – you know, what's the Carolina – Carolina doesn't foul as often. <laughs> like, come on now. But I think the ACC is too ignorant to pull off a conspiracy. <laughs> so I think they're too stupid to pull off a conspiracy. I don't think they could say, hey, guys, you know, make some more calls for Clemson this weekend – like it's likely going to happen, but I don't think it's on purpose. I think they're just imbeciles. So that's what I expect. I think that's that's what I ex- I think we'll see, and that'll be my excuse for it. They're not smart enough to have a conspiracy. I think they're just dumb enough to make a lot of bad calls against us. That's fair. <laughs> All right, Will Will Leggett. If state football were a WWE superstar, who would it be? And I'll, I'll ask you the next one after this one. Oh God, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, that, 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 that's a weird question, Will. Um, uh, <laughs> what do you expect from Will? That's a, that's a very, very strange question, Will. Um, I will go with, uh, shit. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to get back to you next week. We'll, we'll put that in the notes because I, I have no idea. I, I'll have to think about that. So I'm going to go with, I might go like old school, like, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or Coco Beware, where you're good enough to be fighting for the belt in the middle level. And maybe every once in a while you get a heavyweight shot, get a shot at the big boys, but it's not often. So I think we're right there in the middle. I'm going to go Coco Beware or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I'm not really going to date myself for any WWF fans. This was pre WWF. You no, know, I, I will go. Um, I will go currently. I would say uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, He's good when he gets a shot, but nobody cares. And I think that's pretty uh that's pretty spot on. We get overlooked and uh I think that's as good as it gets. Uh, that's perfect. Uh the second part of his question is cookout barbecue actually better than the pit? Now he's referencing one my tweet and then Hokey Smash is going around getting barbecue poles. My tweet this morning, and I'll stand by this and I'll argue anybody about this that the pit is the most overrated barbecue no, it's in not. Raleigh. I think they have a lot of good food. Their fart, their fried chicken's good. Their ribs are fine. Their barbecue. Why is, is it overrated? overrated? Now, it's a great place to take 
it's I'll get there. It's a great place to take out of towners when you say, hey, on you know, I'm gonna go to a barbecue place. You know, take them to the pit. That's cool. They have good food. Everybody always leaves here like, man, that was great. But their barbecue, they're not smoking it. It's gas, gas smoked or whatever that is. I mean, it's not wood fired anymore. The old, uh, the old dude, I forgot his name now. He left a long time ago. And I had a buddy who was a cook there with him a long time ago. And, and after that, he said, you know, the barbecue hasn't been the same. Ed Mitchell. Sorry. Slipped his name slipped my mind. And it's fun. It's, it's good. It's if you want straight chopped barbecue, go to Clyde Cooper's downtown or go to old time. Old time's good. Or any, there's plenty of other places. I, I just don't think the straight barbecue at the pit is top level. That's okay. No cookout is not better than the pit. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to go to this. The pit makes excellent chopped barbecue. Excellent. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a pulled pork man. It's but their chop. Their chopped pork is, you know, is great. Uh, cookout barbecue does have its own place though, because if it's like we'll say two thirty seven a.m. on a Saturday and you're just hammered drunk, that barbecue tray. I mean, that goes that goes a long way. So cookout barbecue is great then. <laughs> And and I've gotten it at random times during the day, but there is better barbecue than cookout. And and when Hokey Smash was was asking us about these restaurants, I saw I, I didn't even know how to reply to it. I just took a screenshot of it and put it on Twitter. Where a dude's like, Oh, there there's no good barbecue in Raleigh. Really, PNC Arena has the best there. I'm I'm really disappointed in Raleigh's barbecue. What the hell, dude? PNC Arena? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Like I, I no, I could I, I couldn't even respond. I don't know to what to say to that shit. Like <laughs> no, I, uh, I bet he doesn't like vinegar on his barbecue. I'll guarantee you that. It's probably it, and he he probably likes the you know mesquite or Texas barbecue, which which is good as its place, but it's not not in the conversation no. we're talking about. I mean, old time is a mile. From the PNC Arena, you could walk to Old Time <laughs> from PNC Arena and get better barbecue. I mean, it's it's right there. So please don't listen to him. I think the only time I had PNC barbecue was uh, when your dad won those uh, club seats, and we went that had the food included, and they had barbecue right. there. And as I was right. eating, I'm like, man, this, yeah. this barbecue kind of sucks. Um, I mean, it was free, so that was great. <laughs> And it was a big, I mean, it was a heaping helping of the barbecue, but we're a little spoiled where we live. And uh, PNC Arena is far from the damn best barbecue you can get in Raleigh. That that dude was, I'm done. I was offended. I was hurt. There was all kinds of just raw emotion in me from that. I figured he's just hammer drunk and trolling us. That was the only thing I could think of. Like that's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> troll. He just got three minutes on the podcast. I, was just, <laughs> like, I, I just didn't know what to say, man. I, I, I'm still upset about that. I mean, that was <laughs> what the shit, dude. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, we'll get off the barbecue for a little bit. Uh, Wolfpack Patrol asks us: Is the NCA a fraud? And can you understand what I'm saying? Even though he picks on me. Now, <laughs> yes, they're a fraud. Yes, I can understand what you're saying. And yes, I do like to pick on your accent. When when you said Roseboro, I really I almost lost it on air last time. I understand it perfectly because I mean we that's because uh, we love. You know <laughs> I, I, some people would say I have a southern accent from time to time. So it, it made perfect sense to me what he said. But uh <laughs> I will say it, if y'all think I sound southern now, you should hear me uh, when I'm drunk because it's a whole different level of. I mean, it's bad. So, uh, yeah, I can understand you. The NCAA sucks. Yeah, I, I'm done with the NCAA. Really, I, I don't. Whatever. Speaking of the NCAA, this leads into my next point. Braxton Beverly gets denied by the NCAA. His appeal gets denied by the NCAA. Braxton Beverly cannot play this year. Tell me how you feel about that one. It sucks. I think it's a stupid rule, but it is the rule. Um, I think an appeal should look at each case individually, and I don't think they did that. I think they just, well, the rule book says this, says that, whatever. 
Um, I, I get why the call yeah. is, but I feel like it should have been. Uh, you have to look at each case as a separate case. It, it needs to be examined. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I disappointed for the kid. Disappointed that the NCAA continues to make no sense. And disappointed for Coach Keats. I know he's frustrated with it. You know, Beverly's a shooter and it's the kind of guy that we need this year. In our brief conversations about basketball so far on the podcast this season, they're going to be fine. They're not going to be great. They're going to struggle with the deep ball. And I think that's what Beverly was going to provide. And he just got a raw deal. That's, that's, yeah. that's all you can say, really. He just got those. Yeah. But, There's not a lot to say about it. Mean, we all. You had to know it was coming, you know. So uh, it sucks, but yeah, yeah, super frustrating. Yeah, it's funny because you know you look look around the internet, and not one person with any influence has said, "Well, it's a rule." Everybody said, "You're idiots. This is stupid." I mean, you just—it's just because it's one of those things where. I don't know. I can't think of a good example good analogy at the moment, but they just hadn't changed. It hadn't adjusted at all, right? Sometimes you have to adapt as the landscape changes and the transfers are happening more and more and they just continue to make themselves yeah. inept and it's, it's frustrating. And unfortunately, it seems like it's always at our expense. Uh, anyway, let's get on to... Let's get on to your picks this week, man. This is a, it, kind of a weird week in college football. How'd you do last week? Dude, Louisville sucks. <laughs> I took uh, Louisville minus three. Ha 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 uh, that was That was trash. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, sorry. I, I, if you took my pick last week, my apologies. Um, blame Petrino, not me. So... Uh, I want to mix it up. I was like you, this week kind of sucks. Um, I want to go instead of a a pick, I'm going to take or a a team pick. I'll tell you to take the over in the uh, UGA South Carolina game. It's only 46. Uh, Georgia could get 42 by themselves. Florida has a better defense in South Carolina and Georgia absolutely destroyed them last week. So, uh, South Carolina will get lucky and score every once in a while, probably. Um, I think 46 is fair. Yeah, I saw some books had it at 45 and a half, too. If you can get that, definitely jump on it. That's, I was telling you before the podcast, I think I can see this being 35-7. I actually think South Carolina's defense is better than Florida's, but not much. UGA wins this game, and I think it's just going to be a matter of, you know, do they score do they score enough? Because South Carolina is probably not going to score that much. So it's, it's up to UGA. Yeah, and the spread on that was Georgia minus 24. So you could – that's an interesting little one-game parlay there if you took Georgia to cover and then I think the over. But that, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I actually covered last – I got one by one last week. I had the Hokies. And I will admit it was the only game I won <laughs> last week. I was awful in my picks. Uh, the last two weeks, I've just been just bad. I was disappointingly bad. This week, I have Houston minus 23 versus ECU. We know the Pirates are awful. Houston's pretty good. It's in Houston. I think ECU gives up 23 easily. I think Houston's defense probably scores more than ECU. So, I'll give me Houston minus 23 versus the I Pirates. I like that. You could throw that in on the parlay above. Uh, that'd be an interesting three-game parlay. I'll do it. Let me that <laughs> Were you taking the under or the over, I'm though? I'm in on that one. If I were, I'll go with the over. I'll, I'll go with D balls money picks. Oh, God, the pressure's on. <laughs> if 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 I retire next week, y'all know I hit that parlay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other interesting games. We have Cuse plus two at FSU. Tell me, before the season, that game wouldn't have been like 24. Yeah. It would have been a 24-point line. It's Syracuse plus two. That's crazy. I feel like Florida State covers that. They could win that game. They could. I just, I don't know. It's got to stop at some point, you know? That's, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. With that much talent, 
kind of stopped at some point. Yeah. I think they just made a change to defensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, I wanted to make a note. You mentioned Louisville and Wake Forest. Dude, Wake Forest wide receiver Greg Dorch had four touchdowns in that game and just torched them, and now he's out for the year. That is a big blow to the Deeks. I, I didn't see what happened. That He played through whatever injury he had, and at the end of the game, they're like, yeah, he's out for the year. Like, hmm, that's not good. Yeah. That kid was – he was on fire. And speaking of Petrino, how do you like Bobby Petrino as the next coach of – your Tennessee balls. Go to hell, man. No way. That's just not happening. <laughs> he can't even win at Louisville. I'm telling you, he gets so much credit. And Louisville he is, won in Arkansas. is Yeah, well, no. No thanks. Um he, he's he's get all this all this credit for Louisville and without Lamar Jackson, what is Louisville? Yeah. Even with Lamar Jackson, they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like last year, if they didn't have Lamar Jackson, where were they? Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. no, no. I got bigger, bigger sights to to set my eyes on for Tennessee, but uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> oh, all right, Virginia Tech minus three at Miami. What do you, who you got there? I think Virginia Tech covers that fairly. Yeah, I think the Hokies out, outright win that game. Miami's. I been think Miami gets high. exposed now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're about to get exposed. They're about to lose Virginia Tech and then get stomped by Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, Oregon plus 26. This was almost my pick. Oregon plus 26 at Washington. And this this kind of leads into your boy, Chris Peterson, and, and his whining. But I think Oregon covers 26 because that's typically how these things happen. Coach comes out and says, hey, we need more attention, and then you lose the next week. Now, I don't think they're going to lose, but I think Oregon probably covers that one. Yeah, and no, I – I'm going to go ahead and uh, it's out of our uh, little game plan, but just to reference what he's talking about with uh, Chris Peterson, if you didn't see that, I tweeted out last night. I saw it. Um, he released a statement on the playoff that rankings that came out yesterday. And I, it's a couple of paragraphs, so bear with me. But uh, statement from University of Washington head coach Chris Peterson. <clears throat> Here we go. We are frankly uninspired by the lack of respect the college football playoff committee has shown our program. Husky football is consistently undercovered by the mainstream media despite a long storied history of being close to or even above average. I'm disappointed for my players who do everything that is asked of them. Time and time again, we are punished by having to play night games. In most parts of the country, games occurring at 7 p.m. local time are considered prime time. But most folks on the West Coast go to work too early to stay up that late. They also work on Saturday and Sunday because the West Coast is known for blue-collar productivity. We'll continue to control what we can control because that's all we can control. That's it. I hope Chris Peterson went trick-or-treating last night, and I hope somebody gave him a bag of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most atrocious, whining, oh my god. Because I know when I think of the West Coast, I think of blue collar workers. <sighs> that pissed me off. I don't know. I, I, I'm in a foul mood, but that was trash, man. Just shut up and play. And this is the second week he's he said something along those lines. I think he's a great coach. But let's look at Washington. Who's Washington's played so far? Rutgers. I don't even know who that is. Montana State. Montana. Fresno State, good team though. Colorado, Oregon State, Cal. They lost to Arizona State and then they just played UCLA. Like, hey, Chris Peterson, the Pac 12 sucks and you haven't played anybody outside of your conference. So maybe you don't deserve the respect you're trying to claim. Like, that's like, get off my balls with that. He's pissed off because he left Boise State to go to a P5. And now he got more notoriety at Boise State than he did at the P5 because he picked a shitty one to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's not because they play at night. I mean, nobody in the West Coast cares about West Coast football. Like, just that's what it is, my man. And the, the, one, the one part there, undercovered by the media despite a long-storied history of being close to average or even above average. Like, that's <laughs> what you're going to say? Well, hell, we're close to average most years. Well, shit, man. (laughs) What the hell? Give him a trophy. Jesus, man. That is, that's almost as bad as as PNC barbecue. (laughs) 
So <laughs> anyway, you, you got some, you got, I don't know. Close to average. That's great. I didn't even put that together. Close to average. He should put that as his Twitter bio. Close to average coach. Like that. <laughs> how, how is that for job performance? Like, well, yeah, you're close to average. That's not going to get. Oh, my God. Okay. He got a participation <laughs> trophy when he was a kid. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, probably. So, uh, I mean, it's just, that's just unreal. Just win your football games and it'll sort itself, sort itself out. Yep. It's it's week seven or whatever it is. Week 10. It's going to be a lot different by the time the dust settles here. There's still a lot of games to be played. Yep. I, just win your games and don't worry about it. And the, let's go. All right. Moving on. The last one I have is. LSU plus 22 at Alabama. See, that's tough, man. I LSU's played better, but I mean, that is going to be a pissed off Alabama team. That's been number one in both polls all year. And then the playoff rankings come out and they're number two. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, I can't see, I can't see that going well. I really can't. Um, you said it was, what, 22? Um, 22. I, I love Matt Canada, but uh, Bama's, Bama is Bama. Um, I think they – I think Bama I – don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I wouldn't pick that game. 22 is a lot. 22 is a lot. That game is always close. It's always like 6-3, even no matter how good the, or bad the teams are. It's always something stupid like that. It's never – a big spread. I don't think I, I don't know the numbers. I'd love to go back and look and see how often that game is a blowout, but I don't, there's no way I'm giving 22 on that one. No. Um, all right. Give me your top four while we're talking about the playoff. Um, I'm going to go Bama, Georgia, uh, one and two, switch it up, but Notre Dame at three and I will put Oklahoma at four. Oklahoma, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I said it last week. I got too confident in Penn State. I've said all year the Big Ten was trash. I moved Penn State mm-hmm. up. They shit the bed in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Big Ten. I mean, that's all it is. They're, that conference is a joke. I, now it's just it's the is the Big Ten or the Big Twelve a bigger joke? That's the. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I top three same as you, Bama, Georgia, Notre Dame. I have Clemson, and despite their loss to Syracuse, I have them over Oklahoma, just because they've beaten more team, more better teams, more better teams. Yeah, more teams that are better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's all I got. I think that's it's interesting. Clemson could lose this week to us. Oklahoma could lose this week to Oklahoma State. It's going to be – I don't think there's a clear 3-4-5. No, it's yet. it's muddled. But I think it will be. I think there's a clear 1-2-3. Um, mm-hmm. You can debate the order, but I think uh, those three teams are arm and shoulders better than anybody else in the country right now. So, Yeah, and if you look at the actual top four, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, I would love to see those matchups. I'd love to see Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame. I think those are really good. Yeah, I think Alabama would would destroy Notre Dame. <laughs> They're not going to run the ball I'd on Alabama. It, you know, they'll run the ball, but it won't be. I'd love to see it. I would too. Yeah, that was the game we were supposed to be I'll, at. Man. I mean, <laughs> I had already. Right. I was like, I man, Bama, Bama, New Orleans, January first. It's set one versus four. It would end. It, yeah. Oh well. So is life. Cancel my Sugar Bowl plans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll leave us on one one more question. My, my new favorite segment, question of the week for Dustin. Give me your top five barbecue, North Carolina barbecue. Oh, um, I mean, Skylight's got to be number one. Um, yeah, I should say give me your top four because Skylight's the king. Okay, so we'll go Skylight. Uh, I prefer the pit to Clyde Cooper because I enjoy the whole, the whole meal, not just the barbecue. Um, and I mind you, I I mean, we had Clyde Cooper cater our wedding, so 
it's 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 great um but i can get good sides at the pit too so and i i, I think their barbecue is just as good as the clyde cooper's so i'm at what uh, one through three i don't know if i got five i put old time in there um and you spe- you specified North Carolina barbecue. Well, I'd say in the area. I don't want to say that to be North Carolina style. Okay. I love some brisket. So I'm picky about my uh, my North Carolina barbecue. So I'll go with those. I'm gonna go off the reservation here, and um, it's somewhat of a chain, but uh, Red Hot and Blue just for their hot wings that are smoked, uh, and they've got good brisket really? as well. Yeah, they've got. They smoke their wings and they are fantastic. If you like hot, go uh, go and get uh, hoochie coochie hot is the best sauce they have. Plus, it's fun to order. Um, yeah, <laughs> a dozen hoochie coochie hot smoked wings, and I mean that's a hell of a meal. So, well, there you have it, folks. Hoochie coochie wings from Dustin. Yeah. I will say that I'll add. You're talking about smoked wings, Smokies over in Morrisville. Now, despite him being a big Tennessee fan, his smoked wings are so good. They're some of the best. It's got a ridiculously good dry rub on yeah, it. They it's are. not North Carolina style barbecue, but man. They are good wings. Their food is really good. Yeah. That'd be that put that one on my list and I'm a little bit of a homer. So <laughs> All right, folks, that's all I got. Dustin, you got anything else? I do not. Uh beat Clemson, I guess. Win the conference, ruin the the playoff for the conference. That's right. Let's take all the money from the conference and <laughs> yeah, let's just ruin everybody's day. Yeah. And while we're ruining people's day, why don't you th- pick up your phone and text message somebody that you love and tell them you love them. That's all I got. Go pack. Go pack. <laughs>